Good day, podcasters. Welcome to Podcaster HQ News. I'm Amy J from the US. And I'm Ant McGinley in the UK. And wherever you are, it's quite possible you've heard one story over the last couple of weeks all about podcasting. And it involves two very big names. Uh, one is arguably the biggest platform for podcasting uh, at the moment, just behind Apple. And the other is is their golden child, the man they paid a reported $100 million to uh, to be exclusive on their platform. I am, of course, talking about Spotify and Joe Rogan and the controversy that is so fresh it hasn't even got a name like Gates yet. I'm not sure what we're going to call it. Rogan Gate, Spotify Gate, Vaccine Gate. Anyway, here's how we got to where we are. So it's a it's a very developing story. As we speak, we are going to share the facts as of February 4th, 2022, guys. So it all began in December 31st, 2021, when Joe Rogan hosted an episode with Dr. Robert Malone on his Joe Rogan experience. It's episode 1757. And in that episode, they talked about vaccination and there was some uh, information shared that is not necessarily agreed with around the world. In fact, an open letter about that episode was signed by hundreds of medical and scientific professionals globally in an open letter sometime after that episode. And then because of that letter and because of the highlight that has been placed on some of the misinformation shared as, uh, as acknowledged by those professionals, Neil Young, an artist, a U.S. artist, um, musician, who's quite popular back in the day. Um, I don't want to speak to his popularity now, but he, he's pretty good. Neil Young said, hey, Spotify, take down my stuff if you're not if you're going to keep Joe Rogan on the air because of what he has said in this episode and the problematic nature of it. And so, you know, Neil Young, one man, David against this Goliath, flung his shot. And everyone was like, well, Neil Young, that, that's cute. That's great. Way to stand up for it. We appreciate you. Not really going to do much. Then a few days later, so that was on the 25th, on the 28th, Joni Mitchell, who many may know or may not know, but is also a U.S. musician, also very popular, said, hey, I stand with Neil Young. Spotify, pull my stuff because I'm not down with what, you, what Joe Rogan's saying or how he's doing it. Not cool. Okay. All right. So now we got two. And then we thought, hey, this is just going to be focused on musicians. That's all that's really going to happen. Well, Brene Brown said, say less. I got you. On January 29th, she said in a tweet, I will no longer be publishing my podcast. Further episodes are not happening on my exclusive deal with Spotify, which is huge. You can't get her episodes anywhere else. Spotify. So Spotify is the main exclusive platform for Joe Rogan experience. And we thought, all right, well, so what's going to happen? Well, Spotify responded and his, the CEO on January 30th said, we are going to be placing COVID advisory notices on our podcast. We're the only ones doing it right now. This is huge. This is big. We hear what you're saying. We hear your concern. This is how we're responding. Well, after that, Joe Rogan himself went to his Instagram and shared about a nine minute video responding to what has been happening because of this episode. And, and you can go and see it. All the links will be in the description for you to follow. And we thought, hey, that's it. That's 
the end of it. But then only a few days later, um, well, before that, that same day or the next day of Joe Rogan's experience uh, response, the CEO of Spotify held a weekly, they usually have a weekly town hall internally with their employees. And at that, he spoke and said, hey, we're doing some big things with podcasting right now in Spotify world. And so we're not going to always like the things that happen. We're not going to always like what, what's going on. And so you can find more about what he said in that article also in the description. And I thought, all right, that's it. That's There's no more left to say. We've kind of hit it. And um, India Re said, nope, I got something else to say as well. And so India Re also spoke up and said, hey, I'm going to be pulling my episodes from Spotify, not because of the Joe Rogan experience uh, with Dr. Robert Malone, but because of a previous episode he did that I thought um, he was not very respectful about race and said some things that I don't agree with. And really, it's not about that alone. It's also about respect for musicians. When you pay $100 million to Joe Rogan and musicians like myself, who Indiari is a globally known musician, get pittance, pennies for, for their music in comparison. So she's pulling her music. And that is the latest as of today, Ant, which is crazy that we're still talking about this. My first take, and, and, and forgive me for sounding a little bit insensitive on this but it was almost like why why are we talking about this why is this an issue because how many times have we heard podcasting is the wild west podcasting is unregulated you can say whatever you want now i'm being a bit trite there because actually i know that's not the case and this really highlights the fact that it's not the case that you can't necessarily well especially when you've got a bigger, as big an audience as Joe Rogan has and you have that spotlight and the focus on you, you there is going to be some comeback. So I suppose the question is, is like, what does this story mean for those amongst us who are podcasters that aren't the Joe Rogans? I mean, he's got his own problems and, and we're not going to sort those out. But ha, ha, what does this mean for anybody else that is podcasting in terms of the light that this shines on the world. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Ant and I were very um, nervous about talking about this. And just because it's a very controversial topic, but I think it was important that we talk about this because I think oftentimes podcasters, especially new ones, think that, uh, you know, everyone uses, especially in the U.S., throws around the phrase free speech, free speech. I have free speech. Absolutely. Your speech is free. You didn't have to pay to say it, right? It's it's a right that you have. But I think there is a misunderstanding. You have free speech against the government. The government can't come for you in the U.S. Because I know it's different in, in every country and some are more regulated than others. But in the U.S., you're protected from the government for your speech. Now, there are still caveats to that. You can't say fire in a crowded theater, right? Because that can cause harm and injury, et cetera, when there is no fire. So like you can't just randomly say things. So even free speech has carve outs on what you can say. But even more so, when you look at private companies like Apple and Spotify, 
you guys, when you sign up for podcasting, there's a little checkbox that says, I agree to the terms and conditions. <laughs> yeah. And, and, Do y'all read that? And and end user agreement. That, that, it, let's be honest. I never read that. You didn't read you just it. scroll, scroll, scroll. I want to get through. Yeah. Well, there's things in there that say that you can and can't do certain things. For example, you can't say hate speech. So this, this brings us on to Alex Jones because this is mm-hmm. not the first time something like this has happened and people may not remember this, but Alex Jones was actually deplatformed uh, by Apple and Spotify yep. for what he was talking about, which was ba- basically sort of very provably wrong conspiracy theories. I think that would be the, the and very controversial ones as well. That was Apple's response, right? Con- um, conspiracy theories. Uh, Spotify said it's for hate speech. They, right. they straight out said, hey, this goes against our terms where you can't share or say hate speech. So I, I think the thing that we need to understand is it's not the wild, wild west. or that, Well, it is, but there are sheriffs monitoring what you're doing. Yeah. And I suppose the situation here is, is Spotify has got themselves tied up in a little bit of a knot because they've invested a lot of money in Joe Rogan. But then it's like, do they then really... If there's, I'm not sure integrity is the right word. They need to have the, those same standards applied to him as to everybody else. And, and I want to come straight out here now and say, I think what Spotify has done for podcasting has been brilliant. Uh, I've worked with Spotify uh, directly in terms of my event pods up north in the UK. They've been very supportive of that. And considering that, you know, it's only a couple of years ago, they were just trialing podcasts. They were only running a handful of podcasts on the platform to see how that would work they've gone from that to being to competing with apple in terms of the the audience share that they've got um i i i think it's great but the the really interesting thing about this story for me i think is 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 this kind of saying that the spotify are just trying to protect their investment in joe rogan or simply because when you talked about the neil young tweet at the beginning neil young said they delivered, he delivered the ultimatum and Spotify went, okay, like a day later and started taking his music off. And it's that kind of like, they called his bluff. And when Joni Mitchell came in, okay, she's arguably a bigger artist and there was still a bit of nervousness. But it seemed to me that Spotify, and, and they could have been moving behind the scenes beforehand, but it seemed to me that Spotify didn't really sort of try to address the issue and negotiate until other podcasters that are exclusive, like Brene Brown, started pulling out, which suggests to me that at least as far as Spotify are concerned, podcasts and podcasters are bigger and more important than music and musicians, which sounds like a crazy thing to say, but it's also quite an exciting thing to say. It's interesting, right? Because you're right. Spotify lately has been blowing up and putting the money into their podcasting uh arm of things and trying to kind of grow that. And we've seen it, right? The purchase of Anchor, other things that they're doing. It, it's very apparent that they're trying to double down here. But it's also interesting because, you know, Apple has also doubled down and expanded, right? First, it was just music. And then they expanded into movies and TV shows and they have podcasts. And granted, Apple hasn't really put a lot of money into podcasting recently. Um, I think it could be argued like probably a few years ago when they did that overhaul of the podcast connect and everything, that's when we really saw something, but they're still doing well in all these different areas. Maybe they could do better in podcasting, 
but they also learned and, and had um, setbacks, right? And things that didn't work and that they fixed and kind of went through. Here you have Spotify, which was uh, we're seeing are cracks in what they're doing on their other side, right? India Ari, Neil Young, um, India Ari wasn't even stating her big thing is respect and how much uh, Spotify is giving artists for their music and how much they're getting back and how it's really just pennies upon the pennies. And so you're seeing, Hey, got to be careful when you try to do too many things, not everything will succeed at the same rate at the same time Yeah, that we're seeing. We see it with Apple. We're seeing it with Spotify. And just as a, as, as an online comparison, you know, a great example of something that started off just doing one product and then diversifying to doing everything now is Amazon. But as you say, they, they, mm-hmm. they went just from selling books uh, they started selling everything else, and now it is, you know, if not the number one place in the world to go as an online market, it's it's right up there. And um, I'm sure they had their teething problems coming along. But I'm just just sitting back and 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 looking at all this, and this, I I don't think the issue here is uh, being anti Joe Rogan or taking a side on on these different things, or even patting commentary on on the on the music of the artists that are involved in all this it's not about this it's about what this means for podcasters and how it could affect them and so i think it comes down to your relationship with the the platform and i think what you said there that that thing that maybe other people do this maybe it's just me but clicking through and not really reading the terms and conditions it's all in there mm-hmm. and and they have to have that there to protect themselves because effectively once they put your show on especially if it's exclusive they become the publisher of your show which would make them as culpable in some ways i believe as you would be it's like when book authors right when book authors are published the publishers are responsible not just the authors and so here with podcasters when we put our podcast out on a platform it's not just us the platform becomes responsible for our content as well and so um, I want people to understand you can say what you want on a podcast, just be, you're responsible for it, right? So if you have an audience of five people and only five people are hearing it and it doesn't have an impact, okay. But when you grow like Joe Rogan has, right? He has been podcasting for years, whether you like him or not. He is a veteran podcaster who is growing with it and has um, blown up. And so he has a larger responsibility as your audience size grows. You have a responsibility for what you say, because again, consequences with what you say. And I think, I think as well, something on this is it, it reminds me in a way of, is this, is this the new target for, for so-called cancel culture? Because we, we've seen in the past, people's tweets have been dug up <clears throat> mm-hmm. and they tweeted this so many years ago and people have lost jobs. They've lost uh, yes. livelihoods they've had to publicly apologize they've had to go down even when they've deleted them similarly you've seen people that have been um been fired from their jobs because of social media posts that emerged and it's this thing where a, a lot of us have said how thankful we were that we didn't go through our teenage years with social media because <laughs> there'd be so many things that would haunt us and come back to us uh, and so you know, perhaps this is a thing of going just have a little thought about what you're yeah. doing and, and what you're saying because it's not necessarily about you now it's, it's sort of three four years down the line you could be affected by what you did and I'm, I'm not i'm not saying to be frightened of that i'm just 
this thought just occurred to me now this could be something else and and i tried to think because there's hundreds of hours of audio with me on out there from the from the my first podcast in 2005 to interviews that i've done where my opinions will have naturally shifted and i can't remember all those things yeah. and to be to be fair to to joe rogan and trevor noah picked up on this you know people are focusing on a couple of things that he's done across thousands of hours of of podcasting and so i don't think it's fair to cancel him necessarily but that's that's the conversation we're in no i i have to agree um you know i i watched joe rogan's apology if you want to call it that um his response let's call it his response i'm not saying it wasn't an apology his his response on instagram and you know he makes some good points and while he didn't apologize right out he did say he was going to learn from this and change what he does in the future and i think sometimes that's the best thing we can do is change the thing we have to realize is they're kind of again the internet is forever and i think some of some of y'all gen z and millennial folks forget that People will grab a screenshot of a tweet that you thought you deleted so quickly yeah. without you, right? The way back machine, that'll find it, yeah. you know? So be mindful of what you say because you may change. Doesn't mean the consequences of what you said won't follow you. Of course, there is another angle on this whole thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we've just dedicated 15 minutes to chatting about this right now. And it could just be that this is a massive, very clever, very carefully orchestrated PR stunt because right now everyone's talking about Spotify everyone's talking about Joe Rogan and everybody's talking about Joni Mitchell and Neil Young who I dare say have had a lot more people listen to their music than they've had uh, in the last couple of months that's just the cynic in me but that's that's one angle so a couple of controversial statements that I've offered there Uh, podcasting is bigger than music and this whole thing is just a PR stunt (laughs) What do you guys think? How has this uh, come across your dash? What are you thinking about it? Share with us in the comments. If you're listening on the podcast, hit us up on uh, social. We are at Podcaster HQ on all the socials. Love to hear from you. Until next time, I'm Amy J. And I'm Ant McGinley. Just remember those comments live forever on the internet. So think carefully before you type them. We'll see you next time. Happy podcasting. Podcasters, we are back with an update. Now, we are not planning to update every time there's a development in this Joe Rogan story and Spotify, but it, we that would become a full-time job, and we're not doing that. We just don't have time. But we did want to come back and share with you this information. Over the past few days, the weekend, uh, it has come out from after India Ri's, um concern and post on Instagram that um, Joe Rogan has used the and had some discussions and conversations around race that were not necessarily appropriate, including his use of the N-word. And so as a result, Spotify and Joe Rogan talked, and according to Spotify, at Joe Rogan's request, they they collaborated and said, hey, let's take down over 100 episodes that, you know, were in the past. So that was interesting. Yeah. And I think the the thing that relates to anybody else that's podcasting, because you might be sitting there thinking, as I was, mm-hmm. okay, how does this affect me? Because I don't have a big contract with a big platform, and I don't have millions of listeners. But as Amy said there, 100 episodes from the past, these were not episodes that he just put out in a week. Even we are not that prolific. Uh, but these have been sat there 
for a while, which raises questions about uh, who, who's allowed these episodes to sit there in the first place, who's approved them, all those kinds of things. But the key thing for you is you may only have a small audience. You may only have uh, tens or hundreds of people that listen to your show. Uh, but you may have somebody that comes to your show in a year, in two or three years while the show's still out there and listens back to something that you've done, the way you've handled something, maybe the way that you've treated somebody or a group of people in your language and what you're doing. And, you know, I'm not saying this to sort of change your nature and who you are, because that's down to you if you have that way with people. But in terms of your product and what you're putting out there, even if you're not Joe Rogan, uh, you could... Uh, get yourself into a whole heap of trouble, which may not be on the same scale as Joe Rogan's, but when it happens to you, um, it's going to very much be problematic. So really think about, the have some awareness about what you're doing. I know that seems like a really obvious thing to say, but take some time and think about it, especially when you're approaching complicated subjects that people have different opinions on. And I know we live in a world where there's a lot of scrutiny now, and uh, it can feel like you can't do anything, but there's so many great examples of people that tackle mm-hmm. controversial subjects and do it with respect, with patience, and they further the conversation. And I think in a world where anybody can add to the conversation and the dialogue on the internet, add something good, add something positive to that conversation. Absolutely, because you may not have Joe Rogan's audience size now, but Joe Rogan didn't have that audience size the whole time. You know, throughout those episodes, he had so much, uh, a smaller number of audience size. So keep that in mind, guys. You may get to Joe Rogan's numbers. I hope you do. We hope you you blow up and grow. But just remember, your, your words and your actions always have consequences. We just want you to think about it before you begin. And that's really all we're going to say about that. If you want to keep following the story, you can, please do, because uh, it's always developing. Yeah, and, and the way it's developing at the moment, Joe Rogan's audience figures might be coming to be a little bit closer to your audience <laughs> figures. That's <laughs> more my people drop away. Uh, until next time, uh, keep podcasting, even if you are Joe Rogan, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. <laughs>